Hi friends, welcome to a Let's Be Real episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. Um, I've been quiet for a while, I don't know, well, a lot of these podcasts are pre-recorded, shocker, I'm sure. So you've been hearing me weekly, but I've been behind the scenes, a little quiet. Uh, social media, a little quiet. Facebook Live, a little quiet. <laughs> God is uh, shifting some things in my life, and it's a good thing. And <clears throat> true to the form of faith that is simple but not easy, some hard things have come up. And that's just, you know, why are we surprised, right? Why Don't be surprised when the fiery darts come. And um, so I wanted to share this podcast today. It's actually a Facebook Live because I, I did go Facebook Live uh, just recently kind of broke my my silence for a while I, I you know you just sometimes you just go okay I need to it's I, I've always said you won't hear from me unless it's real unless it's authentic and true um, to <clears throat> I just don't want to share or teach something that I don't know or I don't feel true and and deep with it so and the truth is it's not always right I'm working it out please do not look to me to have it down for you. I am growing and learning and I will never arrive. <clears throat> but my faith is at this point, I think I share in the podcast, I say that our faith can be real, but is it permanent? That becomes a question. I think God's given me this um, challenge right now or this tension to see how permanent that uh, suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope so this po uh, podcast i'm just sharing with you the facebook live when i kind of went on and, and and the question was that god asked me is elisa would you rather do you ever play that game would you rather would you rather spend a summer in the mountains or a summer at the sea you know the would you rather and i felt like god was saying you know we try to figure him out we want to know we have our questions when things shift and change. And I want to be real with you about those questions because I know there's many of you that have your own. But God is asking us, would you rather? Would you rather have knowledge or life? So this podcast today is going to ask you that question <clears throat> and give you some kind of real life. Hey, it's okay if you are not okay and we will rise. Amen. We will rise. If you've put logs on the fire, if you have been in your word and worship and prayer and community and just working it out, the seeds have been sown. And even though it might feel like it's the rain or the desert is too much, the seeds will happen. So thanks for hanging out today. And thanks for leaving a review. Thanks for sharing the podcast. Thanks for whatever you're doing to help us uh, spread the word about what God's doing in the realm of fitness. Really grateful for you. Have a great day. Peace. It's with a would you rather question. And then I'll give you scripture for that would you rather. It comes out of Genesis, actually. So my question to you when your faith is questioned, when your belief is questioned, when you don't think God is who he says he is or you're not sure he's safe or whatever it is, because I'll be honest, I had some expectations of God 
some big ones. And I also had some blind spots that I didn't know. The would you rather question comes down to this. Elisa, would you rather have life or knowledge? Because that's the choice we have that was given to us in the garden in Genesis when God says, in Genesis 2, he says, the tree of life was in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So he highlights those trees in all the shalom and beauty he creates. He highlights those two trees. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he clearly points out to Adam and says, don't eat of that tree, of the tree of good and evil. Don't eat that tree. Right. We all know how the story goes. And doubt entered and lies and all of it went downhill. But I feel like that's exactly what God is saying to me right now. Because I've spent the last seven days, eight days, nine days wanting knowledge. Like, I want to know. All right, I need a game plan now, God. I need to know, first of all, why, why me, why this, why now, which seems like the worst time ever. Like, I had a lot of whys going on, and I was getting stuck in the why when the tree of life was right there. So would you rather, Elisa... Would you rather, daughter or son, have knowledge or life? Because we can't always know his why. We know his motive is for Isaiah 61. To proclaim good news, to bind up brokenhearted, to release the prisoners to release the captives to bring light to bring that we know that's his motive that's what he's gonna do but why he uses situations why people why circumstances why this why god why i don't know i will say i've been able to get some like understanding a little bit of my blind spots some things i didn't see some things I could not see because I was too busy, too distracted, too certain. <laughs> um, a little bit, not to the point that I'm taking blame, so hear me, but enough that it got me stuck that I could have been, I could have just gotten swallowed up. And to be honest with you, I started talking uh, to a, a, a new voice in my life, someone to I trust someone that I was kind of say hey you might want to talk with this person and as I was talking to them I was saying um man I just I regret and I, I said that word I just regret and this sweet man looked me in the eye and he goes oh no 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 there's no regrets there's no regrets <laughs> and it was like healing words from a father because he's an older gentleman like a grandpa kind of age to a daughter's heart who felt shattered of going, oh, I should have done this or I could have done this and I have this regret and I have this regret. And the way it was just like, oh, no, there's no regrets. And I felt like it was God himself saying, I'm going to use all of this. This is all in my knowledge. But you don't need to know. But Elisa, I offer you life. 
I put in the midst of your heart right now, there's a tree of life and there's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. And the truth is we can't even handle that tree. If I knew all that God knew knows about the knowledge of good and evil, I would be consumed by it. I'd be overwhelmed by it. I would be washed out by it. But life is for me. That's for me. And it's for you. Make no mistake. Life, that's not a, maybe you want that, you know, maybe I'll give that to you if you do this or that. God, that's a John 10, 10 promise. I'm bringing life. I give you life. No regrets. Nothing. Nothing that you carry. I've already bore it on the cross. So would you rather have life or knowledge? It says in Proverbs 21, Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So in the midst of all this manure that I see and blah, like all that, there's a tree of life. Like there's something God is doing in this dirty, mucky, ruddy place. It has to be. It has to be true. Otherwise, just roll it up. No hope. Deferred. Sick heart. But the tree of life is here. And I know it's here because I have things that he has delivered. He has done in the past. He has come through. And that's a longing fulfilled. So I have to just keep eating off of the longing fulfilled. I eat off of that tree of a longing fulfilled as a tree of life. If I eat off of all the longings that he has fulfilled, then I'm actually creating a new kind of energy source inside of me that's life. Even though none of this makes sense. None of it makes sense. So three things to remember. One, that Jesus is the fulfillment of everything so he fulfills it all he fulfills the longings he fulfills the sadness he fulfills wherever we lack he is the fulfillment where our flesh can't go like where we're limited jesus is the fulfillment he's the fulfillment of the law he says that in matthew 5 17 i didn't come to abolish the law i didn't come to say hey you get to do whatever you want he's saying there's a right there's a wrong but i came to fulfill that The second thing is that we will have unfinished business, but God will not. We will all have unfinished business. There will be business that we go, I wish you would just close the case on that. I wish you would just shut that down and finish it and put it in a nice package and we can be done with that. But he doesn't do it that way. We just tend to have this unfinished business. It just happens. But will we be about the Father's business Of going, all right, I trust you. I'm going to choose life because I know I could get into a mental wrestling match with you about why. We will have unfinished business, but God will not. I love in Luke 4, 20. This is the God we serve. In Luke 4, 20, Jesus goes into the synagogue. It says first time he goes into the place where all these people have heard truth and they've heard good wisdom from the scripture. They know scripture. And he speaks his first sermon 
opens up the scroll, reads from Isaiah 61. So that is his motive. That's what he is doing. I don't know why he's using this circumstance. I don't know why this time. I don't know why I didn't know sooner. All these things, all these whys. But he's using right now to do his Isaiah 61 work. And so he rolls open the scroll. Luke 4, 20, Jesus rolls open the scroll and he reads from Isaiah 61. And it says he, he rolls it, reads it, and then rolls it back up, hands it to the attendant. So some type of, you know, person that's in charge, has a title, very important person that holds the scrolls. He gave it back to that person. And then he sat down. It says he sat down. He read the scroll, rolled it up, handed it over, and sat down. And then he said, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. This scripture of I have come to proclaim freedom for the captives or good news to the poor, freedom for the captives to bind the brokenhearted. Right, come on, we're all one of those right now. Anyone poor? Anyone brokenhearted? Anyone feel like you're in the dark? Anyone feel like you're in bondage? Anyone not feel free? That's Isaiah 61. And he goes, I just, I just today, you've heard this? This scripture has been fulfilled. And, and he says that from a seated posture. He doesn't say it standing up, which I would kind of in my head go, oh, he must have stood up real, you know, real authority and proclaimed that. No, he sat down. Sitting down, sitting down is a violent, powerful act of authority. It means it's a restful posture. It means I don't, I have nothing to prove. I don't have to prove this. I'm just going to sit down because it's already been fulfilled. I've already, that business is God's business and he's done it. And so the fact that he would sit down and then say, today, this has been fulfilled means today you get to sit down. You get to sit down and go, it's been fulfilled. This might feel like unfinished business for me, but God has no unfinished business. It's already fulfilled, which gives me life. Amen. Would you rather have knowledge or life? I ask you, Facebook land, I ask you, podcast land, I ask you, choose. And if you're like, I can't have life until I have knowledge, you will not have freedom. You'll be stuck. You'll get stuck in a cycle of negative, critical thinking, which is really us wanting to be God. It's just us trying to figure out our own agenda, then we can trust God instead of, I'm going to have to trust God like never before. My faith was real before, but maybe it wasn't as permanent as I thought. That's how I feel today. It's not a question of if I had faith, but how permanent was it? How proving is it? That's real faith. Not faith that's just lip service. Not even faith. I feel like God's doing something where I don't even get to show you the perfect life. I actually now more than ever have a messier life than ever before. At first it was pretty offensive. But now I'm just going to trust life. We'll have the final say.
and already has had the final say. So let me pray for you. I don't know. Uh, Facebook land, I'm sorry. I can't read any comments. I don't even know if this is going through. So you can feel free. If you're leaving comments, I have no idea. <laughs> Something's up. I'm going to pray. And then you can pray for me. I am in a whole new, like, whole new stratosphere of faith where it's permanent. All right. So, Lord, God, we just thank you. I think we thank you. I think I can boldly thank you right now, Lord. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't even begin to try and figure it out, God, because it gets me nowhere. But, Lord, we thank you for life. We thank you that you say that we don't have to stay here. We don't have to wait and hang out and wait for knowledge to come, God that we can go enjoy life, that you are already seated on all these issues, that you sat down, you read it, you said it, and you sat down. God, and this is finished business for you. As unfinished as anything feels for us, it's finished business for you, God. So I pray for all the hearts that feel like completely discouraged, but for whatever reason, God, they tuned into this Facebook Live, they listened to this podcast because, God, you're so merciful and good and you're the seed of faith that's in us lord it just takes a moment of hope a, rem a reminding of a longing that's been fulfilled and life starts to sprout again god thank you that you don't make us earn our way back into life lord it's right here and right now so god a deeper reality of who you are despite the reality that we're experiencing god a deeper reality of life in exchange for our desire for knowledge, God. Change our hearts <laughs> to have permanent, lasting faith, not just a faith that's feel good and looks good, God. We don't want an Instagram faith, God. We want a really true God-sized story. And we know that the testing times will come. So God, faith increase and permanent, lasting faith. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I would say ask questions on Facebook if you want, but I, I don't think I can read any comments, so... <laughs>